Hello and welcome to Intelligence Talks. I'm Anna Ward, a senior residential analyst at Knight Frank, and today I'm joined by Gary Hall, who's head of lettings, and Sasha Hawkins, who heads up our relocation agent team. So very warm welcome to Gary and Sasha. Hi, Anna. Hello. Hi, Anna. So Gary, we last caught up obviously back in May when the housing market was effectively shut down. We're now in quite a different scenario. Obviously, people are kind of coming back into London. Last week on our podcast, we spoke to a head of sales in New York who was speaking about a booming market there. So turning to the rental market in London, it'd be interesting to hear from you where you're seeing strong demand in London and whether the trends in London for upwards price pressure actually are being mirrored elsewhere in the UK, whether London is the stronger performer. But to start with that first question, so where are you seeing currently a sort of big uplift in rents in London? It's been a really, really unusual few months. We started off at the beginning of the summer, really kind of early in the year, it being a full tenants market. We're being so strong in terms of tenants having full control over the market and what they were doing. Stock levels were really high. We had so many properties, the highest number of instructions that we had across the board. It was only in southwest London in the kind of leafy areas of Wandsworth and, and Richmond and locations similar to that where we had normal conditions, but the rest of London was oversupplied in terms of rental property. As we started to, to come out of lockdown, as the world or London and, and the UK started to return to normal, we started to see tenant demand increase and the stock level slowly reduce. We got to about June and we could see it from our side because we could see the stats and the data that the conditions were starting to normalise. And we were telling tenants at the time, this is probably your last chance of trying to lock down a property and getting the discounted rents that we'd been seeing over the past year before conditions started to change. And it just gradually flipped from then onwards as we moved into the summer into July and then into August where every other area apart from southwest London the volume of property reduced dramatically over a real short period of time. It really kind of shocked us in terms of how quickly it happened because I sat down with Tom Bill, who heads up research in the UK, and we looked at the rental forecasts for the next year, two years, and we predicted a much longer period of growth compared to what's happened. Actually, it surprises how fast it's come back, how quickly people have come back into London. Prime Central London, the city fringes, Islington, Allgate, Towbridge, that saw the biggest impact in terms of rental drops, they've literally flipped on their head and we're back past what we saw previously. And just to give an overview of the UK market as a whole, are you saying that the London rental market is particularly strong or would you say that sort of other major UK cities have seen as strong or stronger rental growth? I just don't think that the rest of the UK cities saw the oversupply that London did. The rest of the UK cities had a shortage of rental properties throughout the past 12, 18 months where London's had the oversupply. And that's been the issue that we've seen the flip of the market because of the conditions that we had, that that things have gone from a tenants market to a landlords market in 12 months and then accelerated over the past two months. And you talked about Southwest London, obviously playing a slightly different role during the pandemic, people moving there for rental purposes. Is that still happening or are people deciding to not rent any longer there and move more centrally? Southwest London gives you the happy medium between the kind of the real city centre and the country living. It's more suburbia, but on the tube line. And that's why it's been so popular that people have got the houses with the gardens, with the extra bedroom for the same price as your two bedroom flat in Kensington. So that's where it's been so popular. And now we've moved into the student market where 
three bedroom flats in Clapham are like gold dust. It's kind of added an extra layer in terms of the demand and the exposure of that location and the offices that we've got there. The instructions are at a real all time low because of that extra demand that's coming over the summer. So would you say that we're almost back to a kind of normal year or a normal end of summer season? I mean, given what the market's just been through, I mean, from what you're saying, you're saying, you know, students coming back, office workers are coming back, but presumably not to quite the same extent as they used to. Seasonality, it's back to where it was. And actually applicant demand, if you look back to 2019, we're probably 30 or 40% ahead of where we were in terms of applicant registrations. So we're in this bubble where we've gone back to where we were pre-pandemic and then some where a lot more people have come back into London where you've had people that have moved out to family or out of London completely, they've come back in. The normal domestic market that's here anyway is renting and then the students are back in full. So we've actually seen a higher level of applicants looking for rental property, which has caused the issue we have at the moment in terms of the really low supply. Okay, and and Sasha, just to bring you in on this point, I mean, Are you seeing the same for corporate relocations? I mean, I guess you'd expect, you know, students to come back. And as Gary pointed out, clearly there has been a bit of a shift of people having left and coming back. So you've got more demand. But are you seeing sort of corporates looking to move employees to London? Are they not quite happy with their employees working from home where they're sort of resident domestically? What are you seeing there? Yeah, I think it's been quite surprising. Obviously, the corporate relocation is massively driven by international tenants. And when I was been speaking with the global mobility companies at the beginning of the year, there was a real question mark over what kind of demand was going to come back because were employees going to be needed back in their workspace? But it was June this year that some of the biggest global mobility companies confirmed that their lead level, their client levels were back up to pre-pandemic. And that's really been shown across the last couple of months, 50% increase we've seen in our leads just from corporate relocations from April to August. So it was a huge spike. And are there any specific sectors or job sectors that you've noticed being more prominent perhaps for, you know, those that want to relocate to London from abroad? Are they all in similar sectors? Well, I think the tech sector really kept us going during the pandemic. You know, we went so quiet in spring last year and, you know, the finance and oil sector, which usually follow the tech sector quite closely, just kind of went off to nothing. And now we're seeing finance, legal coming alongside with tech as well at the same time. And in terms of where they're looking, I mean, are they they looking at the obvious locations around financial districts or are they perhaps less fussed now about being so central? Are they looking at perhaps alternative parts of London? We're a bit more evenly split than we were pre-pandemic. So it's always been about 40, 50% of our leads would be PCL. And now it's just slightly dipping beneath 40%. It's more so because where the employees are looking at investing less in graduate schemes and bringing over more of the senior level staff, they just need people over here that can do the job and get going. And so that means a bit of a bigger budget being a family. And so it's widening out a little bit across to Southwest. And Gary, just on the international side of things, I mean, are you seeing sort of the prime rental market in London bounce back yet? Is it a bit too early for that at this stage? It's definitely bounced back. The families coming across are here. They're finding it trickier because of the activity in the sales market. We've had obviously a very strong sales market over the past 12 months. And 
where we may have had accidental landlords in the past that they've now sold their properties. So the prime tenants coming across have found it difficult finding good quality family houses. That has been an issue for us. The prime market over the past few years, even pre-pandemic, was slower. I think the effects of Brexit of the city, we, we saw the prime market reduce compared to previous years. That will come back again. But the core is that the kind of the market sub a thousand pounds a week has been very, very busy. That's the main area of the market, which is very good. We've also seen the upper end of the market, north of five thousand pounds per week, perform really well, surprisingly well again this year. The middle section it's where it was pre-pandemic, but we're expecting that to grow. But they've definitely felt the squeeze because of the properties that have been sold because of the increase in the sales market. And do you think, just to round off this section, I mean, do you think that anything has fundamentally changed for the London rental market post-pandemic? I mean, is there anything that you think will have a sort of lasting change? I mean, clearly we're far from sort of back to total normality yet. I don't think there's much different to what most people are looking for now in terms of lifestyle requirements, whether it's that extra space to work from home, whether it's that bit of outside space, whether it's near a bit of greenery. Definitely requirements that people have had that they've got different boxes they need to tick in terms of they want to walk to work now as opposed to a short tube ride. They want to be able to do certain things. They want to have that extra bedroom. So I think we've definitely seen a change. Whether it's a fundamental shift, I'm not sure yet. And in terms of the pricing at the moment, what kind of increases are you seeing? I mean, are you looking kind of quarter on quarter, month on month? What are the kind of standout figures for you? So a lot of the city fringe offices lost 25% off their rental levels in 2020. That's bounced back and that bounced back from the early part of the summer, probably from April until now. So we've seen a shift in terms of the six month change recoup all of the losses from last year. And that's been the biggest driver. A lot of the prime central London offices, they lost between eight and 15%. We're probably back to close to where we were now. So they're flat on where they were previously. It's been the city fringe offices that saw the biggest impact and they're the ones that have bounced back quickly. But the biggest change we've seen has been in the past three months. And how are landlords responding to that? Are there any cases of renegotiating any tenancies at the moment to reflect the current situation? We're getting a lot of questions. We're obviously advising our clients in terms of what they need to be doing, um, especially the ones that took the hit last year. If they took a 20% reduction in their rental values last year at the point of renewal, they're expecting the rents to go back to where they were. If the properties are coming back onto the market, if tenants are leaving, then the rents are naturally going up to the right level. So we're having conversations with tenants that got really good discounts last year. They're now looking at renewing their tenancy and they're going back to the levels they were. So we may see tenants that took advantage of the lower level and move closer into London or moved into a different location, having to move back out because they're going to get priced out of the market where rents just return to their normal levels that they were 18 months, two years ago. And Sasha, is that something that you saw on the corporate relocation side? Were there any kind of opportunistic deals out there during the pandemic or was it just too difficult for them to get over to London at that point? Yeah, it was a little bit different in terms of the people that are coming over internationally. They weren't taking things so much virtually. Is that what was happening with the people that were already in London? I mean, we've still got the backlog coming through now, but I think we should start to see even more in the next few months now that people seem to have some more confidence in our vaccination programme. And that was one of the reasons that they would be looking online, but they wouldn't commit. So the non-committal has been something that the relocation agents have been finding when they've got people over here now. Okay, so from what you're both saying, obviously there's quite a few different interested parties in coming back and renting property in London. But I mean, if we give this, say, six months and look ahead, where do you think it will be at that point? I mean, do you think the rise in rents is a sort of temporary phenomenon? Gary, maybe we start with you just on that one to finish. 
I think the seasonality of the market, we seem to be back into the pattern of where we were, a bit more of an extreme version, but we seem to be where we were. So we'll head towards the winter months, demand will naturally drop unless we see a really prolonged period of low stock levels and lack of availability to rent. I think the rental levels will slow down in terms of the increases. So potentially these conditions will last slightly longer than normal. We normally come out of the summer months, activity drops reasonably fast as we head into October and November and then market conditions stabilize because the low levels that we have and because the huge increase in applicants that we've got, this may take a little bit longer to kind of wash itself out. So we could see rental levels grow for a few more months yet before they start to slow down. So it could be the early part of next year before we see rental levels flatten off a bit. But with the volume of rental applicants that still need to find properties, and we've got one office out in the southwest in the home counties where we've got a number of families in a hotel because they can't find properties to rent. And they're looking at kind of staying there for the next few weeks, few months until they find the right home because they need to be near a school. So you've still got this pent up demand that needs to find property. So I can't see the increase in pricing dropping just yet. I think we've got a couple of months yet before that starts to slow down. And it is the pressure on the corporates as well, Sasha, then do they feel pressured to come in and secure the space now? Or are some of them looking to bide their time a bit and wait until next year? There's been a lot of people that have been in quarantine waiting to do this for some time. So that pressure's on their hair. They've got to find something. So where the relocation agents would usually be doing one or two day home searches that's going beyond that now and the tenants are having to source for themselves and then then bring the the teams in later on. I think the message that the global mobility companies are giving to corporates about forecasting is if they can to try and hold off now till spring unless they can have their budget reflect what the market's doing and in some cases it will. But yeah, I think they're hoping that there's going to be just a slight ease down so that the market can recover and we can kind of get some more stocks and more properties for them to rent. No, that makes sense. And hopefully more time for you to have breakfast. You mentioned you don't even have time to have breakfast these days. (laughs) (laughs) Got to work on that. (laughs) Well, listen, thank you so much, Gary and Sasha. Great to have you on. Obviously, it'd be good to catch up probably in a few months just to see how things kind of settle down and uh, yeah, hold you to your predictions. Find out if we're right. Thank you both again. Thanks, Anna. Thank you. Goodbye. So for more analysis, you can subscribe to our research note, which goes out every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And you can see our show notes for more details on that. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and listen out for our next episode in two weeks. Thank you for listening to this week's Intelligence Talks.